There's a song we sing that says, you are too faithful to do what? You are too faithful to fail me. You are too faithful to fail me. That's the word of God for someone here this morning. Amen. He will not fail you. Amen. Or rather, maybe I'll put it another way. He cannot fail. But he's giving you an assurance this morning that he cannot fail, he does not fail. He will not fail you in Jesus' name. Amen. His faithfulness will continue to be proved in your life and your situation in Jesus' name. Amen. Hold on to it and you will testify. Amen. You will have a glorious testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Daniel chapter 2, verse 22. Daniel 2, 22. Daniel 2, 22. Uh, today we take the last in the series of uh, what we have been discussing that we call the nature of God. He revealed the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness. And the light dwelleth with him. What dwells with him? Light dwells with him. So as we round up our discussion on the nature of God, today this, our topic of discussion is the fact that what, what dwells with him? Light dwells with him. And that's very important. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 16, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 16, the Bible says, He has immortality. Dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto. Whom no man had seen nor can see. To whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. He dwells in a light which no, no man can approach. He's talking about, the, about our father, about God. Then when we go to the book of James chapter 1. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Verse 17. Verse 17. The Bible says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And coming down from the Father of, the Father of, He's the Father of light, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So not only does life dwell with Him, He is also the Father of lights. And that's very important. Because when the Bible says, He is the Father of lights, he is the father of lights because, now, I mean, note that the light there is what? It's plural. The father of lights, not just the father of light. He's the father of lights because we are individually what? Every one of us, the Bible says, you are the light of the world. Tell somebody I am the light. And that's very important. Wherever you are, you lighten the environment. Your light Penetrate whatever resembles or looks like darkness. In John chapter 8, verse 12, John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus made a pronouncement. He said, Then spoke Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So Jesus here is saying, I am the light of the world. When you go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, the same Jesus was speaking. And he said, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. So Jesus declared, I am the light. Jesus now says unto you and I that we are what? 
We are the light. No wonder the Bible says our God is the father of lights. Wherever you are, whatever be your situation, you are called to be a shining light. Your light will shine in Jesus' name. I say your light will shine in Jesus' name. Even when you step into darkness, what will happen? Darkness will disappear. One must give way. And because your light is meant to shine, and because your light is going to shine, and because your light will begin to shine, whenever you step into that dark situation, it gives way in Jesus' name. No wonder the Lord is saying unto someone here today that he is too faithful to do what? To fail. To fail. The worst that can be happening now is that your light is not shining as it should. But the light of God will enlighten you today in Jesus' name. From this day onwards, your light begins to shine brighter and brighter in Jesus' name. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5. The Bible says, ye are the children of light. Tell somebody, I am a child of light. That's what the Bible says. Say, you are the children of light. And the children of the day, you are not of the night, nor of darkness. That's why the Bible says, weeping may endure. For how long? Just for the night. But joy comes in the morning. And because you are a child of the day, your morning has come in Jesus' name. I said, your morning has come in Jesus' name. The first creation of God, when he began to create, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And darkness was upon the face of the earth. The earth was without form and void. Brethren, it is normal that in every situation, the first thing that comes is darkness. Is somebody with me this morning? In every situation, the first thing that comes is what? Is darkness. To confound you. To discourage you. To make you to give up. To make you to look at you and say, ah, I mean, like Elijah. Was it Elijah? Yeah, it was Elijah. It was Elijah that said, I am not better than my parents. I am not better than my forefathers. So God, do what? Take me. Nobody knows them. Nobody needs to know me. That's what Elijah was saying. So God, do what? Take me. But God proved to him that he was, I mean, what God had in stock for him was more than that. And I want to tell someone here today, you are better than your parents. Somebody does not believe that. I say you are better than your parents. Where your parents could not attain, you will go beyond that in Jesus' name. That's what it means. So you don't have to give up because you are faced with darkness. Because you are the light. And your light is supposed to break through that darkness. That light will shine in Jesus' name. I say that light will shine in Jesus' name. That is why when God created the light, the next thing he did in Genesis, I mean, chapter 1, verse 4, he saw that the light was good. And the Bible says, God divided light from darkness. He divided light from darkness. That's why the word of God says, there is no agreement between light and darkness. You cannot mix the two together. Anywhere light comes, Light will make darkness to disappear. And that's very important. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, we know that passage very well. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14, the Bible says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? 
what communion had light with darkness. That passage makes us to understand that an unbeliever can be likened to two things. Number one, unrighteousness. Number two, darkness. An unbeliever is likened to unrighteousness and what? Darkness. That's why the Bible says their work, the work that they do, they do it in the dark. So that it be not seen. So it, it, it looks as if it's hidden. But brethren, is anything hidden from God? Is anything hidden from God? But the Bible says the believer is likened to light and righteousness. And the Bible says Christ died to make us the righteousness of God. And that's a very loaded I mean, passage for us as Christians. Jesus died to make us what? The righteousness of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. The Bible says, For he had made him to be seen for us. So Christ was made to be seen for us. He knew no sin. But because he took upon your sin and my sin, he was made to be seen for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So when you have Christ in you, when I have Christ in me, the Bible says, I am made what? What am I made? According to this passage. I am made the righteousness of God. That is why when God is looking at you as a child of God, he is not seeing your accumulated sin. You don't have accumulated sin. Tell somebody you don't have accumulated sin. When God is looking at you, he is looking at a, somebody who has been made his righteousness because of Jesus. That's why Psalm 32 verse 2, Psalm 32 verse 2, Psalm 32 verse 2, the Bible says, Blessed is that man unto whom the Lord imputed not iniquity, and who, in whose spirit there is no guile. In whose spirit there is no, there is no deceit. Now, look at the way that same passage is put in the New Testament. That passage we just read, when you go to Romans chapter 4, Romans chapter 4, from verse 6 to verse 8, Romans 4, 6 to 8, Romans 4, 6 to 8. The Bible says, even as David also described the blessedness of the man, unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. In other words, the righteousness of God in you is not because of what you do, but it's because of what? Anybody? Because of? Because of? Because of Jesus. That's what 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 that we read tells us. We are made the righteousness of God in him. So he can impute unto us that righteousness. Not because of our works. Verse 7 of that passage says, saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Is there anyone here whose iniquities are forgiven? Anyone whose iniquities? How do you have your iniquities forgiven? How? How? Because of Jesus. Your iniquities are forgiven in Jesus. Your iniquities are forgiven because of Jesus. And that opens the door to God's blessings. To God's blessings. And then you see verse 8. It's a direct repetition of the passage we read in Psalm 32. Blessed is the man 
whom the law will not impute sin. The law will not impute sin unto you because you are the righteousness of God. Because when he looks at you, he sees the righteous work of God of, that Christ completed on the cross of Calvary. And this is very important. But then you've got to grow beyond the basics. That's why Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9 says, Thou hast loved righteousness. Thou hast hated iniquity. God will not impute sin or iniquity unto you, but you must love what? What must you love? You must love righteousness. Not only must you love righteousness, you must hate iniquity. That's very important. You love righteousness, you hate iniquity. You see the, what the Bible calls the garment stained with sin. You do what? You run away from me. If Joseph had not flee, I hope that's the right language. Oh, fled, Abby. If Joseph had not fled, when Sister Potiphar said, come lay with me, his garment that was a righteous one would have been stained with iniquity. Blessed is that, I mean, is that one who loved righteousness and hates iniquity. Because what will God do? God will anoint that man with the oil of gladness above his fellows. There's someone in our midst today that is due for promotion. I say you are due for promotion. It's not just physical promotion. Physical promotion, spiritual promotion. Is there something called homely promotion? Whatever it means to you, you are due for homely promotion. Receive it in Jesus' name. You must love righteousness. You must hate iniquity. Because God has made up his mind that this season I will lift you up. That this season you will have a testimony. That this season somebody's glory here will shine forth. Your glory will shine forth in Jesus' name. I say your glory will shine forth in Jesus' name. The Bible makes us to understand, brethren, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 16, that light was created to rule. And that's very important. We have established that our father is the father of lights. Is that not so? We have established that you and I, we are what? We are light. Say you are, you are light. That's what the Bible says. You are the light of the world. I am the light of the world. That is why we make, anywhere we go, we should make a difference. Very key. In your place of work, you should do what? Make a difference. Doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily mean you are the MD. And nothing says you cannot become the MD. If that's your desire, you will become the MD in Jesus' name. Amen. But wherever you are, you should make a difference. You should be seen with a difference. The inabilities of others, when they push it to you, it becomes easy. Not because you have any physical ability. But you, there is a spiritual ability in you. And there is something called grace. That enables you to do what you cannot do. Receive grace in Jesus' name. Amen. That was what happened to Jacob. Jacob got to the house of Laban. And Laban one day could not contain it anymore. He said, I have noticed that because of you, I have been blessed. There are some of us that the, the place we are working is kept afloat now because of who? Because of you, because of us. Because we are a shining light. You are making a difference. You are making a difference. Your light will not dim in Jesus' name. 
I say your light will not dim in Jesus' name. When Jesus Christ spoke in John chapter 8, verse 12. Okay, let me, let me complete what I was saying about the Father. The light was created to rule. John, I mean, Genesis chapter 1, verse 16. God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. That means even your lesser light rules the night where darkness reigns. Do you understand what I'm saying? The, the kingdom of darkness operates at night. But even your lesser light rules at what point? In darkness. So you, you realize one thing. That darkness has no power over you. Tell somebody darkness has no power over me. So the little light, you know, there's a song that our children normally sing. You remember that song? Uh, this little light of, oh, is that the tune? I'm gonna let it shine. <laughs> so that light that we think is little, that light that we call little, it overcomes darkness. And every darkness that is harassing you, I silence that darkness today in Jesus' name. I say, I silence the darkness today in Jesus' name. Yeah.